this is so powerful for anybody listening. We made the decision to unify around the business, but we also made the decision not to lose our sovereignty to any external forces, right? And just to speak to the power of God, like God has, has has given us this gift of life and that and our life belongs to God, Amen. right? Amen. You know, and so for us to like feel this pressure of to conform to like whatever the demands were of the culture, like we both were just like, no, we're not doing that. And so we just carved our own path. And I think God blessed us as a result. And, and yeah. you know, we've been doing events. We've had amazing clients, you know, and we've had amazing success with those clients. And again, back to what you were saying, you know, Michael, is that it's, God put a vision on your heart and you let, let like allowed yourself to lean into that vision. And as a result, everything else organized itself on behalf of you. Let's go! You are listening to the Heath Fluids Podcast. And we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the Second Chance Coach, Michael David Huey. Welcome to another session of the Heath Fluids Podcast. Guys, it's a really beautiful day here. And I was just, I was catching up with my guests because I feel like we've known each other for a very long time and uh, they've been traveling around the world. We were catching up, seeing where they were. They were catching up, seeing where me and my wife were. And we just always have had a special place for each other. We can, we can be apart and then just connect and talk and encourage. I send them encouraging messages every once in a while just to see how they're doing. And, and we were catching up about clubhouse and some other things that we got going on, but you know, it's, 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 I get goosebumps when we were praying and talking before and just to be, just to know that we were supposed to do this and that it's all in God's timing, right? God's timing is perfect. And so Natalia and Caleb, I am grateful that you two are friends. I'm grateful that, you know, God put you guys together and, uh, and I know it's been, I know it's been great because I know you were apart and now you're back together and now you're doing great things and God ordained for you guys to do great things. Mm-hmm. So as we talk today, I want, as my listeners hear from you today, I want them to be able to experience you like I've experienced you. Like I've seen you guys, um, Caleb has become an even better man of God. He's became a better friend to people. Um, and, and you know what that happens? That happens when God unites two people together, right? Not it, it, most of the time we see people that are in and out of marriages, in and out of relationships, but you know, there's my grandmother always said for me, she said, God, when God picks the person from you, for you, no man can take that apart. What's supposed to be God will, will knit it. And, and, and you guys, a lot of you that are listening, know my story. My wife and I were apart for a couple of years. Actually, my friends know me during that time season when that was going on. And it was super challenging, right? But now I was just sharing with them earlier, I'm a better husband. I'm a better friend. I'm a better entrepreneur. God has every aspect of my heart and my life. And so I'm excited to know more about you guys. I feel like I know you, but I want everybody to get to know you. So, so we're always going to go ladies first, Caleb. So um, we're, we're going we're gonna to let Natalia... And Natalia, Natalia is, is just an incredible human. Like I've watched her... Uh, transformation from even from a physical transformation, like she dove into her health. She drove. I, I remember when we first talked about it at Thrive years ago. She's like, Michael, I'm I'm totally committed to getting healthy. And and I think when you're a coach like she is, like you know, I was I was reading her website today, which was really cool. I I, I totally I totally just dove into it. I got sidetracked and almost forgot to get on the call because I was just like reading through her website. And and we'll you guys will be have access to that. Those of you my listeners, but she's just she's a transformational co- coach. But what I like about it is that she's a growth and leadership coach, and that's important because for me, when I look at what she does, she's the type of person that I want around me, right? And and together they love to help people fulfill a lot of the things that are missing in their journey as an entrepreneur, and that's events and things that they do together. And I was I was sharing with Caleb, you know, some of his specialties I've been able to combine into one thing, right? And it's taken like this huge stress off of my life. I'm like, oh, right? Like when you do something that works and clicks, uh, it's great. So guys, welcome to the Heatfluence podcast. I'm super excited to hear from you. And so thank you for being with me. Yes. Thank you for having us here. I mean, Michael, it's such a blessing to be here. I feel the energy, the, the divine spirit with us. And 
Um, really, I'm, I, I'm already overwhelmed with so many emotions. So I just, I feel truly blessed to be yeah. here. I'm very excited. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, you know, it's really funny that you mentioned, <clears throat> I suppose it's not funny, but you mentioned that your, uh, your wife and yourself, you guys separated for a time. Um, and that, that stood out to me because we actually also, um, at a time of, of separation. And, you know, it's, it's not to say that, um, that everyone needs to go through that. However, I will say that I think that our relationship is so much stronger because of that time. Um, it, it's, it's sort of like, it's sort of like walking, you know, through the darkness to come back out um, on the other side, you know, so good. that's so, so that, good. Yeah. That just stood out to me. I just no, no, no. To- I'm, I'm glad that you shared that because I remember Natalia and I having conversations when you guys were apart, right? Like I just encouraged her because, you know, it, it, it loss is tough. Loss is challenging, especially when you have this expectation of where it's going and you, you can see it going there. And um, it, it's, it's really funny. I, I had um, a couple on my podcast um, back when I first started it. Actually, I've done over 60 episodes now, which is just amazing. I can't believe I've done that many episodes now. And I have about another 40 scheduled from now to the end of the year to get that, to get those booked out. And what, what's really funny is, is I had uh, two people on, on my podcast and then three days later he proposed and then and then five days later after that, they got married. Right. Which, which was just epic. Like you, 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 you never know the timing of a conversation that you're going to have and how those relationships goes. And it was because they they came on the podcast. Well, he says that because of, if you guys go back and listen to it, what we talked about, was yeah. talked about, we talked a little, he, and it was just God, like God brought it up. Like it was talking about commitment and, yeah. you know, as, as a man of God, he was like, I just feel like I need to move this forward and stuff. And I think when you, when you're in a relationship that's committed, it's, yeah. it's, it's about unity, right? Yeah. It's about, you, you know, when I, when you were saying that cable, I was looking at my ring. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to get emotional. I, I may, I can't say I won't, but I just say that, that, you know, well, it's funny when I look at my wife just finished 75 hard, which I have the book right there. Um, yeah. Did you just finish it too? No, uh, a couple months back. May. Okay. So, so my wife did it and she, she went through some, some emotional stuff, finding out about her biological father. She found out that after 50 years, her father was not her biological father. She'd been having some dreams that she, that, that she had a sister, another sister. And so uh, if you ever listen now, I'll have to tell you guys that story sometime. I'm actually going to do a podcast myself and talk about it and do it with her so we can walk through and kind of share that with, with, the, with people. But um, she had gained some weight. She's just like, you know, and, and, and it was because of what she was doing. Cause I do all the cooking. So I know what she was, was eating a lot more than what I was cooking for her. Right. And she's like, yeah, I just been doing this. I've been doing that. She's like, what do I do? I said, do 75 heart and I'll do it with you. I, I, I did six, I did 90 days of it uh, a year ago. And um, oh, wow. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in the best shape I've been in in years. I got a 34 inch waist now. Uh, I mean, it's, and, and I've always been, you guys know this, I've always been pretty fit, but I just kind of took things to the next level. And she finished last Wednesday and she was like, I just want to lose like 15 pounds. I'll, I know, you know, I'm just, you know, you get close to where you want to be and then you need to do something to kind of get you there. Well, she literally lost 20 pounds of fat and gained five pounds of muscle during the 75 days. Right. And she's like, I just want to keep going. Right. And I'm like, okay. Right. You know, so, so you, you, you get you as a husband, you can't say, Hey honey, you've gained a little bit of weight. Maybe you should start to do something. Right. No, you don't do that. So if you're listening today, you don't ever tell your wife, you get, you know, you may encourage her to do some things and you, yeah, but you, you, you're not, you're not saying, Hey honey, you, you know, you probably should go in and look in the mirror or whatever, you know, some things that, that things do, you just kind of pray and you say, Hey, you know, what do you want to do? Right. And she yeah. says, Hey, I want you to do this with me. And so, um, yeah. Natalia, why don't you just tell us a little bit about you and who you are and a little bit about your background and how you got to become a coach. Okay. Uh, and, the, and the way you'd be able to inspire people. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Awesome. So I'll try to keep that story short because it's very, it always feels really long every time I tell it. But um, <laughs> so I, love it. I really do feel that God is al- always guiding us. And and I, that is exactly what happened when I, I, you know, found myself becoming a coach and, and the experience that led me there, you know, I was in small business management, um, which I also happened to just find myself in small business management. Like I didn't go to college to become a business business manager. Like I didn't get an MBA. I was a political science major and I thought I, I was did see that. I did see that you were a political science major. I saw yeah. that. I saw that on LinkedIn. Yeah. And um, I thought I was going to change the world as a politician and thank God I learned very quickly. President Natalia, right? <laughs> Caleb, President Natalia, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
when when I was in high school, people would ask me like, Natalia, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm. And I and I used to say the president of the United States. And I know, can see that, right, Caleb? I can see that. I can see that all day. Maybe you'll be the next president. You never know. Yeah, maybe. But you know what I remember is as I was preparing to go to my master's, um, I was accepted to the university, um, the American University in Cairo. You know, and that's that was on a dual track to like get my master's and all of that. And I, I felt God speak to my heart and say that you don't have to do this in order to make an impact in the world. Like this is not this path that you think you need to be on is you don't have to do that. And so I, I put a pause on that. And the two years that I experienced after that were just this like radical shift in terms of my, my path, my trajectory, what I thought I was going to do. I got into health and fitness. I became a personal trainer. Um, I started, you know, working for 24 hour fitness. And then from there I transitioned to a small, um, franchise fitness franchise. And within a few months, I ended up becoming the manager of this business, never uh, having managed in my life, never led a team in my life, you know, and I always thought of myself as a good leader personally, like I'd always led myself. If somebody was like, do you think you're a strong leader? I'd probably say, yeah, you know, uh, at that time. And then I realized how quick, I, very quickly, I realized like how I was not a good leader and like how much about leadership I needed to learn. And it was so interesting. And, and to kind of bring this into why I chose to be a leadership coach, I went into this experience thinking that the leadership would be easy and the business would be hard. And I actually found out that it was so much easier to learn the mechanics of the business and figure out things business-wise, but the leadership component just like it, it, it tore me down. Like it revealed things about me that I didn't even know. Um, wow. Also like showed me, I was reflected in my team and the things that we were struggling with, you know? And so for those, those few years after that, you know, I, I kind of, it, I was brought down to my knees in a way, right? I became humbled in, in, in learning like where my inadequacies were, where I needed to elevate myself spiritually, emotionally, you know, psychologically, um, to show up better for others and what leadership really means, right? Because I always, at that time, you know, and I was in my twenties back then, like I'd always imagined, I always knew leadership was about serving, but it was just this idea of like me being the one lead, doing the leading, right? Leadership as a, as yes. someone being, as opposed to being a leader who empowers others to lead themselves. And so I think that was like the biggest lesson. And what I realized at that time is I was witnessing other man business managers um, and also business owners struggling in the same capacity. And it wasn't just costing them their teams, right? They weren't just losing personnel. They were losing money every month because they couldn't figure that leadership component out. They kept blaming, either blaming their teams or blaming the business. And they never looked at themselves as a leader and said, what am I missing in order to be able to, you know, show up better for the business and for my team and to de develop my team better. I hear so many people blame their teams. You know, I loved when we got on that you started praising your team. You know, you're like, I got my team covering this and they're doing that. And it's just amazing. And I talked to so many people who are like, oh, my business is failing because of all these other people doing that, that aren't doing X, Y, and Z. And I just realized that, you know, to truly succeed, I think in life and in business and even relationships, you have to take as much responsibility as you can for yourself and also mm. for showing oh, up to provide that uh, strong foundation for others and give them a, a foundation to thrive from. So that's kind of, you know, I, that led me to Brendan Burchard and I became a coach and I, you know, that kind of started my journey and, you know, it's, it's led me here and that's, I've been passionate about it ever since. <laughs> and I, and I, and I've watched, and I've watched that passion. She knows, like, I, I, I think I told her this one time when I first met her, is like, I don't just follow a lot of people, right? Like I want to learn from people that have a mindset and, and, and it's really funny when Natalia was talking, um, um, I, as I was speaking at this conference this last weekend, one of my, one of my new friends, uh, her and her husband, Gary came to the conference and Gary hiked the highest mountain in Colorado, wow. uh, he started at two o'clock in the morning and he hiked to the top and he does that whenever they travel. So he'll travel and he'll get up, go early, real hike, and hike the hike to fourteen thousand right feet oh, uh, elevation. And what was the and, name of that mountain? Um, uh, something Mount A. It starts with an A. Mount Abraham or one of those. It wasn't Pikes Peak. It was another one that was. But I mean, and and I was like, wow, dude, like you know. And and she said something that reminds me a lot of the way you just said that because I was in a John Maxwell. I'm a huge John Maxwell fan. Um, if you guys, I don't know if you guys ever knew this, but, um, I had a lot of my childhood suppressed, like where I didn't, God didn't bring it up till later on in life. And, um, I got saved at a very young age and I went to church and I kept thinking that I knew John Maxwell. I was like, mom, I'm telling you, 
literally the church that I got saved in, John Maxwell was the pastor of the church in his twenties. And, and I didn't know this until later on when he was talking about it on, on, on his 15 laws of growth, he said, you know, I pastored a church in Lancaster, Ohio at 20, when I was in my twenties and that's where I'm from. And he, he literally started, I, I, I looked it up and he literally started a bus program that every day from, from when I was five to I was about nine would come by my house and I would run out and get on the bus and go to church. And John was the pastor of the church. And all of these things started coming back. Like I remember there was cars down, you know, parked all the way down the road, like this a packed house in that church. Right. And, and then, you know, when I told my mom, say, I told you I knew. And like, and, and when you, when you grow up, when, when you grow up in an alcoholic family, a lot of the stuff that you go through is suppressed. It's just like yeah. when my, my, you know, it's, it's, it, the, my wife is, is one of my heroes because she does a lot of things that I can't do. Like, like she was, she, and, and she, she, I'm a, she's okay with me sharing this because we talked about it. You know, she was molested by her uncle when she was younger. And um, when he was sick on his dying bed, she led him to Christ. And 12 hours later he died. I, I don't know if I could do that. Right. Like, I don't know if I could forgive somebody, lead him to Christ. And then, you know, do it. I, I like some people say when I tell that story, like, well, she's a lot better woman than me. I would have got down and choked him out. Right. <laughs> but, 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 but the key thing is, is heart minded people. Yeah. Taking yeah. those steps of leadership, like you said, you know, leading and not just teaching people to lead, right? Like leading and teaching people to lead. And now yeah. you teach people how to lead. And so, uh, I thank you for sharing that. So, Caleb, tell us about Caleb. Cause you know, what's really funny, Caleb has a great family. Like, yeah. you know, like his mom is, is just an incredible human. I get messages from her every once in a while, just asking how me and Lisa are doing. What? Yeah, yeah. So, is he right? What? But, oh, Missy. She, he thinks Missy's your mom. Oh, Missy. No, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Missy's not my mom. Okay, I'll edit that part out. It's that's funny. Okay. It's funny enough that that Missy and yeah, her family are Fowlers uh, because that's not my mom. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, see that. See, and I and Lisa and I went back and forth with that because she thought it was. I thought it wasn't. So we went back and forth and. So she sends messages every time, just saying how me and Lisa are doing. So, so we'll we'll start. This. A sweetheart. Yeah, and you would love her. Well, right. so we'll so we'll we'll start this back now. So, so Caleb, tell me a little bit about yourself. So my editor guy will edit this out. So Caleb, tell me about you, brother. Tell me about where you came from. What you started. I, I, uh, it's, it's tough to follow up on on this one story over here. I know, right? But, right. Uh, no, it's you know it's it's actually crazy because as we were as we were talking, uh, something dropped in. So I'm going to share a different uh, perspective of my story than I've ever shared before because I love haven't it. even realized this. Um, you know, so I, I also come from, you know, amazing family, um, you know, full of love. I have nine siblings. Wow. Born into, yeah, just, uh, I was, I was saved by three years old, you know, um, and, you know, basically my, my parents, my parents always had a, a little bit of a tough time financially and they were both, um, life and business coaches, brilliant people, heart centered people. Um, and, and just, just poured their hearts out to those that they were with. And yet they always had a, they had a tough time, you know, just paying the bills, you know, the essentials. And so from a young age, I started to see that, um, that there were those who there were those it's like in business, you know, they say you can have the best product, but if no one knows about it, then, you know, it's, it's not going anywhere. Um, and so I started to see that I started to put those pieces together. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I was always drawn to, um, just to marketing, to sales, you know, language. I wasn't, I didn't go deep into sales, but um, I was always drawn to that. Like, what is it that makes someone that attracts someone to um, do business with someone, whether it be a product or a service-based business? And you dove into that too, right? Like, I, I noticed that like well, you're certified in HubSpot and all these other different things. Like I said, you have a real passion for a lot of the things like funnels and ads and all that stuff. Yes. Like, you really understand that stuff, and I've always seen that in you. Like, you have a passion to help people serve in different areas. So yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. So I, I, I had a, I had a, you know, a trial period, you know, I'd say 16 to 22 or three, where I did all these different businesses and, and, you know, didn't, didn't enjoy any of them. And it wasn't until um, I actually moved to San Diego with Natalia that I realized that I wanted to help like coaches and consultants to, to get their message out there. Mm -hmm. And I'm just putting the pieces together. I always say that, 
you know, as as coaches, I'm not personally, I mean, I would probably consider myself a marketing coach, but I'm not like a, a coach in the sense that Natalia is. But as coaches, you know, coaches get into business to be their own savior in the very beginning. Yes. And I mean that from like, I don't mean that in a blast. Oh, no, no, I get it. No, I get it. Totally. They, they get into business to solve the problem that they initially were having. Right. And, and, and what I realized just now is I did that myself mm. to solve the problem for, wow. for my parents, you know, to help, <laughs> help them. This is epic, dude. This so is so good. This is so good. Together, you know, for the first time. So you're going to have to tell Susan about that. I got to San Diego and um, I, yeah, that's true. I, I, I started uh, on with a company that um, taught coaches and consultants how to, how to scale their online businesses. And within about two months, I came on as a marketing assistant and within two months took over the marketing and was leading the marketing for a multi-million dollar coaching, you know, organization. We were doing live events and and would do, gosh, like six to seven hundred thousand dollars in revenue over a three-day weekend every every couple of months. Um I love and that. so I learned this this live event model and how to how to create these experiences that are that are life-changing for um, for, you know, those who are in attendance, then the pandemic hit and, um, you know, we were like, okay, what do we do? You know, what, what's, what's, what's the next move. And so we, we actually hired on this guy who, um, um, he's doing crazy numbers with, with virtual events and, and the company paid him like 50 grand just to come in and teach us, AKA me, what he's doing, you know, and how he's doing it virtually. And so from conception to execution, from the like thought of like, hey, let's do this virtual event to executing it was, was 10 days from like, let's do it to it's happening. And um, we ended up doing over $500,000 in revenue on that three-day virtual seminar. And it's it's crazy because Natalia had actually... Um, I, we I was had, a coach for that event. Yeah, we had brought her in as a coach for that event. I remember I remember seeing and, the prelude you know, to that. Yeah, I remember seeing what you guys were doing up preparing to do that. That was awesome. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a big deal for us. You know, it was, it was, it was a really cool experience. So... At that point, Natalia and I just turned to each other and were like, "What just happened?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, because I I get it with the with the with the live in person seminars. It's a big investment. Why most people don't do them, but it was like, okay, this is virtual. Like, it doesn't take this massive like six figure budget to put this on. Anyone can do this. And and this is this is a real solution. You know that we can that we can provide to to other coaches and experts. Uh, still working on getting my parents to do one. <laughs> um, we'll have to do a follow-up episode on yeah. that. No, uh, seriously, we will. I, I've already, I've already said like a lot of the times when I do them with couples. So every, just so you guys know, so I'll prepare you ahead of time. Every couple one, I've had to do two of them, right? And right. and it's just because like one of them, my my friend David and Katie Marie Hughes, literally David talked the whole first time. I'm like, man, I want to, I want to hear from Katie. But it was just funny. Not that you guys are doing that, but I'm just saying that that's that's kind of the. The thing, but yeah. So, so what has transpired now since you guys had that availability to make those changes and do those things? Because you know, you you always want to be in that perfect wheelhouse, right? Like, what's your specialties? That has became your specialty. And then, and then, tell me what proceeded after that? Because then you guys started traveling. You started doing some fun things. You lived out of the country for like a time frame, period of time, and. So you guys basically hit, did like I did and punched COVID in the mouth, like and said, um, everybody else is like, boom, and I'm going to go boom back. Right. So tell me about that. Yeah. So that it was so interesting. And I, I think you brought up a good point of like, you know, when when you move into unity with your partner, your whole world changes. Mm. And we up and leading up. So that was on the tail end. Actually, that first event was actually probably what got us led us back together because we actually we were we were on talking terms yeah. at that point. We weren't we that were was on still the tail on the tail of end of our of our so, brief breakup, yeah. you know, our, our separation. You know, we weren't married. So brief breakup there. And, and so I think we ended up seeing, I think God placed on our hearts, the vision of what was possible. And what was really interesting is what led because us. We had always talked about like working together, being in business together, speaking together. And so, the vision when we yeah. first met and started seeing each other when we became a couple, like we both had this vision of like seeing, seeing, working together and has, building a business together. And what's really interesting, Michael, and I know you'll appreciate this is that without ever having shared that vision that was 
placed on our hearts with anybody else but each other. Caleb had a conversation with his father. Um, I almost think it was around the time that we made, like, I don't know if it was around the time we broke up or like maybe a little bit before that, where his father said, I have, I can see this vision clearly of you and Natalia, like work being in business together and speaking from stage and like pouring into people's hearts. <laughs> Good old dad, right? Way to yeah, go, dad. Dad, like like waking up the sun, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we kind of just knew like that there was this higher calling for us and we didn't, what actually ended up leading to our, our break was this this feeling like this division in our relationship like this lack of unity in other words what that where Caleb's work was really pulling him away from what I felt was possible for us like that was kind of where I was coming from you know and so then it was crazy as we took that break we both went through what I would call a dark night of the soul you know which was incredibly painful and and, and but at That's the same right. time at the same time so powerful um and God worked powerfully on both of us during that yeah, time yeah he did at this virtual event then it was just like we we understood it was like we understood and that was it like we just went all in and we decided to move forward on this and it was so interesting because you're right it was right around the time COVID happened and we both made the decision and I think this is so powerful for anybody listening we made the decision to unify around the business but we also made the decision not to lose our sovereignty to any external forces right and just to mm. speak to the power of God, like God has, has, has given us this gift of life and that, and our life belongs to God, Man. right? There, Man. You know? And so for us to like feel this pressure of, to conform to like whatever the demands were of the culture, like we both were just like, no, we're not doing that. And so we just carved our own path. And I think God blessed us as a result. And, and, you yeah. know, we've been doing events, we've had amazing clients, you know, and we've had amazing success with those clients. And again, back to what you were saying, you know, Michael, is that it's, God put a vision on your heart and you let, let like allowed yourself to lean into that vision. And as a result, everything else organized itself on behalf of you. And I think that's what's uh, happening. That's best. no, that that's so good because in my dream that I was telling you guys about that I had before COVID, when God first walked into the dream, he told me he put his hands around my, around my face like this. And he'd done it before in one other dream before. And, and when he, when he said that I want, this is how he said it. He said, I want you to pump the brakes on my permissible will for your life. And I want you to put the gas on my perfect will for your life. Mm -hmm. Now think about that. You two, that when I, that's what I was thinking about that, when that dream wasn't just for me, like I told it at this conference this weekend, it wasn't just for me. And we had people weeping and crying and, you know, and, and, and the thing was, is that the Bible says this, this is very current. This is for you guys. And this is for whoever is listening that the Bible says two are better than one, two are better than one. When one falls down, there's someone there and it says, and then it goes on to say, pity the person that doesn't have someone to pick them up. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, when I would, when, when Lisa and I were apart, a friend of mine called me and said, Hey, you know, you're not lying to anybody. Right. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm lying to everybody. Like I'm just, I'm in spiritual warfare. Right. And he's yeah. like, no, he said, no, you're, he said, you're believing the lies that the devil is telling you is the truth. Mm. And that's a lie. Yeah. He said, those are the lies that you're believing. And so when you go through those time frames and how God orchestrated that with you guys, um, that allows that other person to be there to pick you up. Right. And, and I remember you guys both, I mean, Natalia, you and I had some conversations about this. Like it was really challenging for you when you guys were apart and how that was, you know, you, you have these expectations. Um, I saw some tears. I saw some, you know, I saw you go through some emotional things and, and, and with some of the things that you dealt with in your past, those yeah. things started coming back up, right? Like, you know, and, and, and we know, you know, one of the things even now that um, I have these constant conversations with my wife is I want to know how she's feeling. Like, I want to make sure her love tank is fulfilled up. And so that's kind of what the Lord told me in my next question here is to talk about how you guys have allowed each other to work together and to feel like you can work on your relationship as well as work together. So you guys are laughing. So let's let's talk a little a bit about that. Question, Michael. What's that? <laughs> What's a timely question? <laughs> well, it's perfect. So let's talk about it. So let's talk about that timely answer, my brother. Yeah. Well, so it's it, it's it's been it's been difficult, um, you know, for me to to have that balance between like you know still um, focusing on, on on work and the business and kind of just getting you know sometimes caught up in that like in the in the anxieties around that what could happen you know things like that um, and then focusing on and prioritizing our relationship you know and we both it, it's kind of like a double edged sword because we both 
both are very driven and like focused on the business that we both can go down that lane for a long time until we look back and we're like, oh, like our relationship. We haven't been on a date or we have, you know, or <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. what's your name again? And, and, you know, what's your love language and what do you like to eat? And, uh, <laughs> oh, you still like pizza. Oh, okay. Like, right. Like we laugh, but it's the truth, right? Like, yeah. yeah you know. Hey honey, don't forget to turn the light out. Like, Oh, did you realize that the light was bent off? Like, yeah, those really <laughs> simple, easy things. Right. So, you know, you ask, you ask how we do it. And that the truth is, is like, I'm figuring it out. We're yeah. figuring it out, you know, yeah. and, and every day it's, it's a, it's a practice of um, diligence and intentionality. You know, it's not out of a lack of love, as you can see, like, you know, how we are together. It's just, it's just shifting the track in your mind. That's like, you know, keep the business going and, and, and all those things. Yeah. And I, and also I think, you know, there's a relationship is not just, it's, it's one plus one equals three or more. Right. And and so it's recognizing that there's the needs. And in this case, it quite literally is three or more because there's the business, there's each other, and then there's the relationship. And so I think that it's recognizing when we're out of balance and, you know, we, we hear a lot in, in the personal development space of like, work-life balance. And it's like, I don't think there's ever such a thing as like work-life balance, but there's always a, what I would say is a um, calibration taking place. Right. And so when you feel like there's an, something that's out of balance, then you have to be able to to sit, to bring that to your awareness and then work to create more, more balance in the area that's been maybe missing. Right. And you're, and so that you look more, I'm trying to make sure that the camera, so you look more like this as opposed to like this, right? Like, okay. Yeah. So you're parallel almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I think that it's recognizing when the relationship needs time and when we need to focus on, on, on the relationship. And then also when we as individuals need time, like my message lately that, you know, I've been sharing with Caleb is like, I need some time to connect with myself and also to connect with God and just to be present within my own needs. And, um, and, and it's easy for me to get wrapped. And I think for part, when you're in a partnership or again, in a business, business relationship, like, you know, it's easy to get wrapped up in the needs of either the relationship or the business and, and forget yourself. And so I think 100%. You know, we just are, rem- we're just learning how to know when, when we, when I, the individual needs some help Bless you. and <laughs> when I, the individual needs, needs time, when the relationship needs time and he right. needs time, you know, it's just like, it's like, it's a family. Super really, important. Yeah. Super important. And my and it's funny to tell you that you brought that up, and then Caleb, I want to let you talk about it. Is that um, in this new place we we bought this big place, and Lisa has this prayer room, and and I turned it, I bought a Peloton, and I bought uh, a, an infrared sauna, and I bought all this stuff, and she has this little nook where she prays, and and so I'm constantly making sure that she's spending that a while, a clone like when I when I was traveling. Just her, she says, honey, you know, what's been great about 75 hard is that I've really been able to spend some time with God and myself. Like, you know, and then like, for instance, Lisa's love language is quality time and touch. Okay. Mm -hmm. So during the first 60 days of 75 hard before I traveled and got stuck in an airport and some other things couldn't finish the last 15 days. We literally, I literally killed two birds with one stone because at nighttime we always had to do a second workout. Right. So Lisa and I would walk together around this beautiful lake that we have. It's literally 50 minutes around the lake, right? So we would hold hands, wouldn't take our phones, and I would get quality time and touch from her. So she would always come back and feel filled up, right? Yeah. And 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 I think when you when you allow that to happen and you figure out so I always just say this to people when they're listening, you know, if you don't know your wife's or your spouse's or your partner's love language, you have to find that out. Yeah. And and for me, mine have flipped. They were always the top two. There's usually there's five, but there's usually two that are that are they're parallel, right? And mine was positive words of affirmation and acts of service. But as I've gotten older, as I've gotten older, the acts of service kind of because my wife is always edifying me by writing things on my mirror up here, like you're, you're a great husband, you're a great friend, you, you know, you're this. But then I was like, the acts of service kind of took over. And now my wife is completely, she's, she noticed that and she completely changed that. So Caleb, how do you feel, fill Natalia's love language and allow her to have that space to be able to be her by still being able supportive and that type of stuff? Tell me about that a little bit. My, my love language is not worth that. I would say that it is though. Oh, anyway, go ahead, babe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. So, so now you guys just heard him say that. So now Caleb has to go after we're done with this conversation today. He has to go like 
ask Natalia, like, what is her love language? Because you, well, it's you, definitely random acts of kindness, but uh, yeah, or acts of service. Acts of service, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, she just would you say that's your number one, Natalia? Probably that mm. I do. I like quality time, probably quality time and and rent and acts, and acts of, of service. service. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's I looking well. It, so if you're list, if you're just listening and you're not watching. Caleb's like, really? And so, so, but, but here's, here's what's really good about this as men, let me just say this. Women are smarter than us, Caleb, just so you know, I'm just letting you know this. Okay. They're smarter than us. You don't have to argue with me about it. I'm just telling you, I've been doing this a long time, a lot older than you guys. Um, and, and, and women are smarter than us. So whenever my wife says like, you know, Hey, thanks for fulfilling both of my love languages by holding my hand and walking. And one of hers that she likes me to do is when she comes in the door is to stop what I'm doing and get up and go and, introduce her. If I hear the garage door opening, now I go and open the door and grab her things and bring them in if I'm not with somebody. And what, and, and the, the bad thing about it is she knows my schedule. So she knows whether I am with somebody or not. So, so, so yeah. So yeah. So you have to fulfill those love languages and that. So how do you guys, ba- Caleb, how do you balance out that drive for business and that wanting to serve this person that I believe will be in your life for the rest of your life, right? Like that's, that's the commitment of being able to do and learn and grow. And because you guys are still young, so you're walking through this principle. What is that? What is that like for you guys with business yeah. and relationships and that type of thing? Yeah. Well, it's um, it's definitely something that I'm always trying to grow in. Um, <laughs> you know, for Natalia, it's like it's like little things, like like literally washing her car or like coming back, like doing something like that, but like taking care of a need of hers, filling her tank, you know, something like that. That I've I've seen just go go a really long way, you know. So it's it's for me, it's like if I can if I can find little things like that, which I'm always you know searching for. Um, those those are the things that I see just fill her cup and go yeah go a long way and that and that's super important you know when you when you when you have uh, the, the Bible says and as you get when you guys get married here uh, Caleb Caleb um, but um, <laughs> you guys are laughing it's okay I always like to do that you know me I like to challenge people but when you get married this the yeah see and Ty is smiling so when the Bible says when a man finds a wife he finds a good thing and he finds favor with God right so it's it's the greatest if you've never read this book the greatest book ever written about relationship is the book called love and respect okay mm-hmm. because nowhere in the Bible does it say a man wants to be loved it says he wants to be respected right mm-hmm. and that's how he feels loved but a woman wants to be loved and you can either have a crazy cycle with that where it's not going in the right direction, or you can have it where it's going. When the woman's feeling loved, the man's feeling respected. When the man's feeling respected, the woman's feeling loved, or it can be the opposite direction, right? And I think, you know, if you guys could see on my shelf over, I have a lot of books and a lot, I have a whole uh, spot, the second shelf down here is all in relationship books, right? Like all, you know, his needs, her needs, the five love languages, you know, things that invent. And I would tell you that if, what's that? You have men are from Mars. Women are, women are of from course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but the next step in that was the, was the, his needs, her needs. And um, I tell you, Lisa and I did, Lisa and I did a, a retreat on his needs, her needs. And it was great. Like, I mean, they talked about, they got, they dove into sex and they, I mean, they dove into everything, right? Like they dove into how important it is for the man to, you know, and what his responsibility is as a husband and the wife. And, and you really, you need to do that because us as entrepreneurs, um, you know, so, so talk about that. Talk about the balance uh, Natalia, maybe you can speak to this because you're 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 such good at this at this topic of leadership. Talk about how you balance out your your entire life, like how you balance out your relationship with Caleb, how you balance out your exercise because you've been really committed to your health and just all of that stuff. And and maybe you haven't been lately, and maybe that's changing. I don't know. But talk a little bit about some of the things that you've experienced because you've been through seasons. Because I've watched your story. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to interview because I've watched your story for, for a couple of years now, three or four yeah. years now, and watched some of the things you went through, watched what Caleb's went through. And so how how is that now binded that you two are together and what that looks like? And we'll finish with this. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great question, you know, because I think we see that a lot, just whether you're in business, in a partnership and in business, or just in a partnership and you both have your own things going on, you know, finding that time, carving that time out again, finding the balance, so to speak, 
is not an easy thing. And so one of, one of the things that I will say Caleb and I have done so well, mm-hmm. and because we've been so intentional about it on top of the added challenge of constantly moving is being able to cultivate a strong sense of routine. And what you brought up earlier, which was really powerful, Michael, is the sense of boundaries, you know, and what are those boundaries? You know, if, if I say I need to rest and I need a little extra time to myself, you know, that that's a boundary that I'm expressing. And I can see say that in a safely knowing that Caleb will honor that if I, if I say that I have that need and likewise, if he has that need, you know, he can express that and I will honor that and give him the, whatever space he's asking for at that time. So routine, I would say for anybody who's like wondering how to, you know, figure it out with their partner and like get their own needs met and then the needs of the relationship and et cetera, et cetera. It's like, Agree on, agree on a standard routine for yourself. And it, it can yeah. start small. Like one of the things that I think we are, we're uncompromising in is our morning routine yeah. and probably also our night routine. Like we're usually in bed by 1030, you know, we shut things down pretty consistently around 830. Right. And we have that, obviously we eat dinner before that, you know, and usually I'm the one that's cooking, but we, he also cooks and contributes to that too, you know? So we just have, I think what you mentioned earlier too, about the roles, you know, understanding what your individual roles are and being okay that you have roles. I think we live in a society that has really made it seem like people should be not people, but partners should be equal across the board and maybe equal in the eyes of God. But in terms of the roles that you have, like, yeah, you're two different people, right? You're just, you're a man, he's a woman or you're both vice versa. You're a woman, he's a man, right? Like, I mean, it's just, that's the way it is. Exactly. And like, we're, we're made different. We're physically made and energetically made different. And so it's okay that he has more energy to maybe work on the business than I do, you know? And it's okay that I have, I enjoy maybe taking more time to take care of the house and make, you know, put, you know, cook or, you know, take care of the errands or what makeup and your hair and all this stuff. Yeah, that too. He's still trying to, he's, he's still trying to accept that that takes more time, but it's okay. We'll work. Well, no, no, Caleb, but what you what you do is when you look at them and see the finished product and you're like oh babe you just have all the time you want like it's, yes, it's good exactly. like even in the morning in church i wake my wife up in time because i know the system now i say yeah. hey honey you got to get up you need 40 you're going to yell at me because you're not going to have enough time we're going to be late to church and you want to be on time and yeah you know it's all, yeah. take it. Come on, get up yeah. yeah exactly but the morning routine you know is so having those routines i think has created so much peace for us yeah you know he does his, yeah he does his thing in the morning i do my we go to the gym, we do our workouts, you know, and then we get to our work day and then we wind down the same way every time. So that at least creates a structure for us Love it. and imbalance and, and psychological, I would say, comfort and safety. Yeah, I honestly don't know how um, couples do it that are on like different work schedules and they, they wake up and, and go to sleep at different times. Like that would be so yeah. difficult for me. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. I think it is. And and so so finish up in this and then I'm going to finish up with the last thing. I'm going to have you guys kind of tell what you're doing now and some things you guys are doing together and what that looks like so people can kind of get an idea of how that flows together with that now yeah. and um i i think caleb what's what's great about that is is you know um it, i i agree with you that could be really tough like you know even like the, the respect that lisa and i have i i made this um i made this pdf out that i put on on instagram and I, we were talking about clubhouse and uh you know having two to three hundred people download it every week is just blows my mind right and it starts with the morning routine right like what you do you know you get up you you know you brush your teeth you drink uh, you know lemon water and you 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 do these things and you know and and with the consistency of that right like um i asked john maxwell in, in his in one of his mastermind events i said john why is the law of intentionality so important he said because it's it's how you start yes you know it's some people yes. you you know it, it, I want to finish, you know, Ed Milet says, you know, one day we have to stand before God and see that person that God created yeah. us to be right. And, and you don't want him to be a stranger, yeah. right? You want him to be you, you want him to be your twin. Right. Yeah. And I think that that comes when you move together and, and, and I'll just say this, like you guys, this is going to answer Caleb's question of a couple of things that we were laughing and talking about is that when you guys, even though you're committed and in a relationship, but when you become married, mm. that bond changes because yeah. then the Bible says you two become one, right? And even though it's just an act of a, a ceremony and an act, but in the eyes of God, it's 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 a massive piece, right? Like yeah. you can you and then that's what I said when I was talking to about earlier about people I had on this previous on this show, um, is that that piece of two becoming one 
you know, brings power. It's like with me, I want to, there's a piece in my life's marriage that we're working on right now that we have an expectation of what's going to happen after this is completely the way God intended it to be. Right. And we all have to do these self-examinations of where we are in our relationship and in our business. Because if we don't, you take one step to the left and then there's another step to the left and then you're stepping back to the right. Like you said, to tell you when you were talking about the up and down motion, but when it's just right here, it's a lot better so that there's not that strife and that peace. So, so tell me about what you guys are doing now together that you guys are super excited about. Now, you guys just said you're, you've settled kind of in the Houston area, which is, I have a lot of friends and, 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 and it's really funny. I, 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 Caleb, when you were talking, when I was, we were talking about, you know, when my friend reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, you're not lying to anybody. When my wife and I, I was actually living in Houston, which is funny. Like you guys are there now, which is just, I was living in downtown Houston with a missionary friend of mine. And uh, I loved it. I, I loved everything except for the traffic. The traffic yeah. in Houston is absolutely, uh, yeah, the traffic's bad there. You guys notice that too now? Yeah, or what? yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. so, yeah, but to answer your question about what we're doing now, you know, we, so again, we talked about Caleb's ex- expertise in marketing and my um, passion for coaching and, um, you know, really helping people become stronger in business as leaders and transform as leaders. We kind of took that and decided that to mix our talents and bring it to serving people in virtual events. And I think the passion for that really came, you know, again, last year, the the solution was virtual events in terms of like, oh, okay, pivoting for COVID and everything like that. But it, the, the bigger light bulb that went off was like, this solution is not just a COVID solution. There's so right. many coaches, consultants, online experts that are really struggling to break through that ceiling for themselves, right? Whether it's breaking out, breaking through the market and like becoming known and, you know, well-established in the market space or breaking through a financial earning potential, you know, people are figuring, trying to figure out, well, like, how can I get more out there to serve more people and also to earn more? Because I believe that God put this mission on my heart so that I could also receive. Right. And so um, we felt that this was the solution for that. And so we kind of went all in and and so, well, and it sounds like just like a flashy like model, like, Oh, virtual events like that sounds cool but the reason that we're that we're so passionate about them is because what we see is a, a disconnect yes in the market where there's there's not a lot of connection happening there's a lot of skepticism there's a lot of options out there and yeah a and lot of competition people, and people are more they're more skeptical than they've ever been and the 100%. reason virtual events work so well is because it and what we teach our our clients is how to actually connect with your audience yeah. and develop that 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 deep connection and rapport that's what makes them so successful that's what makes them so much you know just so much fun so yeah. lively like our events like people are people are they literally say that that it, the virtual is like better than the than the, the real the live event because yeah. of the because of that connection and so yeah, that's good um, that's really what it's about is we're helping you know we're helping people to do that connect with their audience um and and enroll quite a few of them into their business yeah, i think the sure. biggest the biggest thing too <clears throat> that we're seeing consistently is that it really does serve as a filtering mechanism for those who are really willing to do the work to get to that level of success that they feel called to. Because a lot of people have the vision. They're like, oh yeah, I want to be serving X amount of people or I want to scale my business. We hear that all the time. Or I want to be making X amount in the bank account. And like you said earlier, Michael, it's like sometimes people think that they want a million dollar business, but they don't realize how much work goes into a million dollar business. And so this kind of what's beautiful about this model too is it helps reveal of like it helps reveal people to themselves. It helps helps them understand the gap and where they where the real work actually is for them. And for those that commit to it, it helps reveal to them what's truly possible. That's which so is the most exciting part because it's like when somebody makes their first six figures from an event like this, from a virtual event, like something changes in them. You know, all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, I now have the like the potential now. You know, they know that's that. So good. So yeah, that's no, that's of- no, that's good. I love that. And, and I love that you guys said, because like you were saying, Kim, you know, a lot of people will say, well, Hey, you know, like I just spoke at a live event. Right. And the, and the relationships and the connections, but I can see the benefits from both of them. Like I can yeah. see, like, I mean, think about like this, maybe had we not been in part of thrive, maybe we would not have met. Right. Yeah. But then, then a curve comes and we realize the power behind virtual events because there's, 
there's not a, I mean, like, think about it. Me, when we, we had, you know, when we, when I set up my event, um, and, uh, uh, you know, when we won that award at thrive with, you know, for the monumental business award, like, and then ha- knowing that behind the scenes, a guy was stealing our money and stealing our business and we had to cancel our event. Like, you know, the funny thing me was, is when I went back to Forbes and Inc and Huffington's post who had interviewed me and said, Hey, um, we've had somebody sell from us. We're not going to have our conference, you know? But the thing about that was, is I thought if we would have, if, if I would have known then what I know now, I would have just came to you guys and said, Hey, help. Like, what do we do? Yeah. Right. Let's, yeah. let's just take it virtual. Right. Yes, um, and exactly. we could have did that. And I think that there's the, and that's why I, I felt like I wrote that down. If like the Lord, cause it was just perfect how you said that Caleb and for me to be able to say that to you, because I think now, you know, being able to see the money and the time and effort like that goes into like, you know, being around Cole and seeing all these live events. And I, and, and I'm still yeah. great for both of them, but now I can see the massive value in having a virtual event and you see them all over the place, right? You, I mean, we're obviously, we see people are starting to get back into, you know, the live events and, and, and stuff like that. I've, I've, I've booked five speaking and live events, but, and a couple of virtuals, but I think, you know, my wife and I did a couple's virtual one just uh, with Tim's story just a couple months ago. Right. And uh, Tim brought all these people together and couples and we asked questions and, and it was awesome. Like literally impact was awesome because we did it right here in our home. We didn't have to go anywhere. You know, it was me and my wife being together. And so um, I come in that. So why don't you just tell me this, tell me where people can connect with you guys because uh, we're definitely going to have to do another interview because uh, I had more questions. But we, you know, by the time wise, I want to just let people know how they can connect with you if they want to have a virtual event. I don't know. I'm guessing, Natalia, are you still doing some coaching or no? Um, actually, all the coaching I do now is within the, a group format for our okay. clients. So I okay. still coach. We, I definitely still coach, but not one to one. Um, but yeah, right now my Instagram handle is probably going to be the best place to find information, like you know, topics on us both. It's at Natalia Diane, and he has his at Caleb Fow, F-O-W. Um, and then there's our website. Six, sixfigurevirtualseminar.com. Right now, if you go to that website, uh, I'm not sure when this is going to yeah. enter, but you'll see um, a workshop that we've got going on. Um, June 19th. June 19th. Yeah, uh, all about it. And uh, yeah, if you're listening to this after after the fact, you, we might be throwing another one. So well, here, here's what I'll do. So here's what I'll do for you guys, just because I love you both. Um I will move this podcast because I have 20 some in the queue. I'll move this up to next week for you guys. Okay. I'll move this up to next week for you guys. That way people can know it'll be next Wednesday, which will be perfect. It'll be like, you know, several days before your event. And then that way people can have the opportunity to hear you talk about it. We'll put it in the show notes and everything. We'll put the link to that in there. Uh, and then that way you guys can, can do that. So, uh, no, you're, you're welcome. So guys, if you, if you, if you're listening to this, which you'll be listening to it and, 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 and then going to their website, downloading, finding out about a virtual workshop, let me just tell you this. I I've found out that going and learning whether I do one or not, obviously the goal is to get us to do one. And we want to do, you know, we want to do, I was just telling them that I'm, I'm going to be ready here in another couple months once I get through some seasons of stuff. But the, the thing is, is you need to learn about what they do. Like they, they would, you know, they'd rather have somebody go through and learn. And then when they're ready to purchase rather than not going through it at all and not knowing what they do. Right. And so I think, I think that that's super important. So Download this episode when you're listening. Go and connect with them. And so, guys, thank you. Thank you for sharing. I say this as we end every single podcast. Uh, love God, love people, live with passion and vision because the Bible says people perish for lack of vision, right? Mm-hmm. And when you when you have vision and purpose, like my guests today, and uh, you know, and I'm going to prophesy over them right now as we finish this because I believe that when they become officially become one. Uh, that God is going to exceedingly abundantly above what they could ever think or imagine, ex- just expand their territory, expand what they want to do. And, uh, you know, it's God's no respect for people, what he's done for others, he'll do for you. So guys, thank you again. And those of you listening, thanks for joining the HeFluence podcast until next session. God bless. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the HeFluence podcast. We hope you enjoyed Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. And as always, you can follow Michael on all social media platforms at Michael David Huey or www.michaeldavidhuey.com. Until next time, God bless and take care.